0: What's going on, Gator Nation? Your boy Pat Young is here for season two of The Young and the Rowdies. And let me tell you, this second episode, we got a big one here. I had to chase this man around for about almost a year to get him on the show, but I'm so thrilled to get him on. He is one of our first uh, back to back national championship members. I am so thrilled. Uh, Before we get into the show, let me remind you guys uh, well, Before I get into those things of subscribing and whatnot, just want to tell you guys, thank you so much for the love. Thank you so much for the support on this show, for allowing me this opportunity to just uh, dive in on the lives of people that have impacted me, guys that I don't know, guys that I do know, uh, and that have been through uh, the University of Florida's program. So before we again, before we dive in, um, guys, remember to share this show with anyone you think that will like it. Uh, I don't have to tell you guys listen to podcasts. I don't have to tell you what to do, uh, but please just subscribe and share. But I'm so excited to get into this episode because we got the one and only T Green in the building. What's happening,
1: bro? How you doing? Doing great. I'm doing great. What's going on, Gator Nation? Thanks for having me on the show, Big Pat. It's been a, uh, it's been a tough time trying to get me on the show, man. Been chasing, chasing each other for a year trying to get right, but we're here now. I-
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's tough, man. Especially when you know overseas and and uh, family and all that. You know, my 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 first year, I gotta get these these notifications on me. Let me let me get out of that real quick. There we go. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just tough. Definitely understand family playing ball overseas, the the time zone difference. And I've been I've been over there, but you're you're going into season fourteen. The season fifteen. Season fifteen, going to
1: season fifteen. <laughs> Season fifteen, man. Season fifteen has been a been a great ride. Um, you know, a, a lot of years, man. A lot of years, a lot of experience. But you know, I wouldn't trade it for the world, man. Being able to travel, uh, around Europe, experience different cultures, get paid for doing what I love. You know, I there's no complaints for me. I have no complaints. I know, I know, right? I
0: mean, definitely. Uh, you know, there, there's nothing is guaranteed in life. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, of course, we can say there's things that we wish could have gone differently along the journey. But, you know, that is the journey. No one else can be better T-Green than you. No one else gets to be in your shoes. No one else gets to take those opportunities and and make the most of it. I mean, for me, I never even imagined playing ball overseas. Like, I just, it just wasn't even in
1: my mind until, like, I left. You know, it's crazy. Great life. Yeah, I mean, I feel you because, you know, my first year I got drafted, Portland, and then you know, um, you know, my agent, you know, that summer I played Summer League, and then he hit me, he was like, You know, um, you know, you have a couple year uh offers from Europe, you know, Spain, and I was like, What Europe, you know, because I never experienced it, you know, I didn't know, you know, yeah, you know, I didn't know, and you know, I went over there my first year, it was kind of you know, an adjustment, obviously, you know, just you know, having to, you know, at one month. I paid, I think, like $4,000 on the phone bill because I was just calling home. Wow. Yeah, I was just I was just calling home. Like, I was in the States talking to people. You know, I got my phone bill. It said, like, $4,500. I'm like, oh, man. So, you know, I quickly went to, you know, the vets on my team. I'm like, hey, what are y'all doing when y'all when y'all call the States? Like, how do you guys communicate with people back home? So they set me up, man. They, they got me right. And then, you know, everything else was downhill for the rest of the years.
0: It's crazy, man. Like nobody tells you that stuff. Like there's, there should be like a a manual or something. Like, hey, <laughs> <A manual laughs> if you, if you hey, going overseas, a, a you know, th- yeah, like when you going overseas to this country. I mean, not you, it can't be specific to the country, but specific to just like yeah, making those phone calls, getting just rules that you
1: got to you know some things that you got to know beforehand. <laughs>
0: But before we before we dive into the professional career, you know what I love to do on this show—we just dive into the whole journey, man. We d- dive in on, uh, you know, where you started, how you got in the ball, um, you know, how you end up coming to Florida. Obviously, we're gonna talk about—you already know. Uh, yeah, your, yeah, your,
1: your yeah. yeah. The year. I
0: know you got. I know you got plenty of stories. I'm I'm hoping this episode is gonna be full of
1: stories. <laughs> I gotta remember them. <laughs> So T Green, are you were born born and raised in Boca Raton? No, uh, that's that's, oh. that's what's out there, man. Listen, I was born that's in out there. I was born in Chicago. I, uh, you know, I moved. My dad got drafted by the Bulls, in, I think '83. So I was born there in '85. And then you know he got traded a couple times. He got traded to New York, Detroit. And you know, me and my family, you know, my mom moved us around. And then he got traded to Orlando. Um, and I think I was like four or five. And then, um, you know, he got traded a couple more times. But my mom was tired of moving, so she just decided to. Keep, <laughs> she just decided <laughs> to keep us in Orlando. And you know, you know, I was raised in Orlando since I was five. And you know, I moved to Fort Lauderdale when my dad started coaching at FAU. I think I was like eleven or twelve. And then I moved to Fort Lauderdale, went to high school down there, won a the state championship, and um, and I went to four different high schools. So. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I had to ask about Fort, that. High school, love so you know. I went to yeah, Lake High. My freshman year in Orlando, moved to the Fort Lauderdale. Uh, went to Westminster Academy, and you know, you know, at Westminster, my coach, we won a state championship, and then some of the parents, you know, their kids weren't playing, and they were complaining to you know the administration and all that. Mm. Um, so he left. He didn't want to deal with that. He kind of took a little hiatus. So I went to IMG in yeah. Bradenton. Oh. My junior year, um, you know, played there. And then, you know, I wanted to compete for a state championship, you know, for my senior year. So I went – my high school coach that coached me my sophomore year, he went back to Cardinal Gibbons for my senior year, started coaching again. So I went there, tried to play for a state championship my senior year. Fell short. Fell short.
0: Man, that's a – that's a journey. So, obviously – uh, the love for the game came from from your pops and, and you know, some of those – maybe you, were you too young to kind of really remember, you know, going I mean, to the games and stuff at that, at that obviously time? I,
1: obviously, I was always around it. So, you know, he was – I remember, you know, most of the times when he was with the Magic, um, uh, with the Hornets. A lot of time with the Hornets, you know, I remember, you know, I used to dribble the ball around in the locker room with Muzzy Boles, Larry Johnson. That's crazy. Know, or, they, you know, they – you know, I would be in there all the time after practice and, you know, they would they would show love. You know, they would play, you know, you know, took good care of me when I was young. So I was always around it, man. And, you know, it just came natural. Were
0: you, um, you know, as, as you because obviously parents want their kids to turn into that, you know, be better than them. Um, at what point did just the because, you know, a lot of kids grow up just playing basketball, they just love it. And it takes them a minute before they're like, OK, I got I really got NBA dreams. I got dreams to go go with this thing and start working. When did it start like clicking for you? And when did you start realizing, like, I got I really got a chance to to do something with my with my career? Man, I
1: think it started really clicking for me. I mean, I knew I always loved the game. Like, you know, I, I won the national cha- a AAU national championship when I was 10 years old. Wow. And, you know, I won a national championship then. And I, and I think, you know, I just had the passion for it early. And, you know, I just kept getting better. My dad would work with me in, a, in our driveway. You know, I would be playing with a lot of my friends, you know, played on my AU team. And, you know, we had a really talented AU team. And, you know, we would compete against each other. And I think, you know, that's what made me better. And I think, um, I think it was maybe when I knew I kind of had a shot, you know, I think I was maybe going into the ninth grade. Um, you know, it was a team camp at Lake Howard High School. We were playing against Edgewater. You know, Edgewater had that team with Darius Washington, uh, Brandon Johnson, you know, a lot of, you know, basically the guys I played AU with, that was the whole Edgewater team. So, you know, they were one of the best teams in the state. And, you know, I think I had like 20-something that game. And I was like, all right, you know, I might have a shot, You know, at, you know, really doing something with this. You know, I just kept on working. My dad kept me mentally strong, mentally prepared. Um, and I just kept grinding at it, man. Just kept grinding, kept grinding, just trying to get better. And you know, everything just worked out. What What would you say, um, you know, to hopefully the
0: kids and parents that we have listening, in, and, and you know, everyone wants their kids to make it one day. You know, what What would you attest to, um, you busting through? And because everyone knows, if you you got to work hard. I mean, that's that's the baseline. <laughs> you, if that's, you ain't you ain't willing to work hard in anything yeah, no, you ain't gonna make it but yeah, make uh, you know what what else would you, would you say attested to you know it could just be your vision and your dream it could be the support that you had around you it could be I, I don't know the sacrifices that you made for you know not not hanging out with friends as much or not playing video you know whatever it is what advice would you give to these parents and kids that have you know would love to have the opportunities that you had
1: i think you know like you said it's a little bit of everything that you say you no know, it's a little bit of you know you gotta make sacrifices you know if there's a party going on or if your friends are going out you know I mean that's that stuff is gonna be there you gotta understand you like you know if you really wanna improve and, and get better you gotta make sacrifices whether that's hanging out with your friends whether you know you don't need to go out to a club or something you know but I think for me you know what and, and, and you know I've been training for the past you know two or three years now, young guys, NBA, you know, pre-draft guys. I think the main thing, you know, for this generation coming up is you got to want to be coached. You have to let a coach coach you. You know, a coach isn't always going to tell you what you need to hear. You know, a coach isn't, you know, built to just – I mean, a coach is is built to give you confidence at the end of the day, but I think these players need to understand that a coach is going to be hard on you. And it's nothing personal. You know, it's just that coach trying to get the best out of you, trying to push your buttons. And as a player, you have to understand that, accept that. Like, you know, as players, obviously you don't like getting yelled at, but you got to see the bigger picture. You got to see the bigger picture and understand that, all right, this coach is trying to get me better. Let me listen and try to, you know, just try to go execute what he's saying. Yeah. Because it's going to make you a better player. You know, the more receptive you are to coaching, I think the better, you know, you're going to be as a player, as a person. And it's just gonna mentally make you stronger as well. You know, I think the game is more mental than anything nowadays. You know, if you yeah. play if you're you know, if your whole attitude is is good, good things are happening to you, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I play a lot of golf. I play a lot of golf. Like I'm I'm up here in Nebraska right now with my girlfriend and she's like right on the golf course. I've been here for about exactly a week now. I've been on the course every single day. Uh-huh. You know, every it's like I, sometimes I go out early in the morning, but it gets it's a little cold and wet, so the, the ball doesn't go as well. I go after after I get off work, uh-huh. and the game is so mental. Yeah, the game is ninety percent mentality because you you watch the pros and they make they make bad shots all the time, and it's That's just that their, it. their their bad shot does not affect the next one. Yeah. and 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 you know it's it's so funny that people don't understand. Why does Tom Brady and LeBron James and, and these top tier guys why do they still have coaches? It's like they they have coaches because we all have blind spots and they still want to get better. They are, you know, coach Don- I had Coach Donovan on the show, uh, my first episode last year, and awesome. he said something that he said stuck with me about Chris Paul. He's yeah. like, Chris Paul, he's just fighting, he's fighting for inches. Yeah, he he he's going, he gets to that gym early and he's he's just doing all the extra little things that are gonna help him be. Even better because, like, yes, I'm elite, but yep. I'm going to spend extra money on because he, I mean, those guys have the resources to do so, but yeah. they, want to be, they want to be elite, they want to get these coaches that can help them try new things. And, and because, yep. hey, another funny he story with Coach Donovan, he was like, uh, you know, when he went to go play a uh, coach with OKC uh-huh. for the first year, and he's got, uh, I think, Kevin Durant and Westbrook. I yeah, don't know right. about to play, but, you know, they've played these guys. It's not like college where, you know, you might have never played these guys on the other team for the scouting report, so you got to break down the whole thing. And yeah. it's like we already know everything yeah. as far as what, what these guys can or can't do. But as a coach, how can I help them be more effective? Yeah. And if you're, if you're not receptive to that, because that's what all coaches want to do. Yeah. Coaches yeah. are trying to help you be as effective, put you in a position to win, and yeah. just – all coaches have different philosophies of how they do it. And I I think, I honestly think all philosophies, almost all philosophies can work. But if, if you don't, first of all, if you don't know that that coach cares about you, you know, maybe these kids are a little too sensitive. I
1: ain't (laughs) ain't gonna lie to you, man. I said, I said, man, I don't don't know what it is, but you know, I mean, you know, it's a new generation and, and, and you know, a lot of these kids, they are sensitive, right? You know, some of these people that I train, you know, I did not have seen, you know videos on Instagram, like you know, people overreacting if a coach is getting on the player or something. Like I'm like, all right, like if you're if the coach don't hit the obviously you don't physically you know abuse a player obviously, right. but like you know, coach is getting on the player. These parents are in the uproar. I'm like, right. oh, like, you know, what are you paying the coach to do? Like you paying for your son or whatever to play for this coach? Let the coach coach your son, Man. <laughs> or, or daughter, or daughter, you know absolutely like you
0: know obviously we don't want abuse and mental any type of mental abuse especially when it comes to the game but these coaches are striving to like coach donovan was so good at playing those uh mind games on you what i loved about him he would, he would do that to get the best out of you and then it was always to teach you something or get help and for you know my experience if he was trying to get something you know drilled down in my head and i finally got it you know you let it go. He let yeah. he 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 didn't hold grudges or like keep bringing up old stuff on me, and that really helped me just to mature. And yeah. even you know, one day when I become a father, one day or in a, you know, and I'm coaching one day or whatever it may be, to, to strive to emulate that. Like I, I want yeah. you to get this, and once you got it, and you you get to that revelation eventually. Now I don't have to keep hitting you on the head with it, and we can move on to the next thing. Yep. But yep. until you get A, we can't get to B.
1: Can't get to B. Exactly. You got it lock in, you got it locked you got to master this first before we can get anywhere else.
0: Man. But no, nah, oh, that's, that's
1: Coach D. Coach D is the best, man. We'll get into that, obviously. But, oh, you yeah. know, every type of you know, I remember I had a lot of – Coach D was on my butt, man. He was he was, know, yeah. he was on my ass. I <laughs> didn't even go lie to you. And it, it, all, it all paid off. And, you know, like I said, you know, I accepted the coaching. You know, that's yeah. the one dad did tell me before I went there. That's you awesome. Know, he, like, hey. You know, listen to Coach D. Like you know, my dad is a huge Coach Donovan fan. Loves him. You know, and he told me before I got there, he's like, "All right, like you know, go earn your stuff. Like you go earn, earn your playing time. You know, and I promise, go in there, listen to Coach D. Be a sponge. Let him coach you." Yeah, and, you know, it's crazy, man. There, it's just there's like a lot okay. of, there's a lot of stories there, you know. From oh we gonna, so, yeah,
0: we're <laughs> gonna get into we're gonna get we gonna get into it, it for sure. It's it's just crazy, man. It just took. I wish I could have. I guess not regrets. Um, uh-huh. I guess for me, I just wish I could have figured it out and been more coachable sooner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think I think my uncoachability and just my pride and mm-hmm. my you know when you have the formula for frustration is mm-hmm. is you have an expectation of what things mm-hmm. are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You have this, and it's usually um, it's usually rooted in some sort of uh, you know facade or. People, you know, blowing smoke up your butt or yeah. you just thinking that you're better than you are, whatever it may be. It's some type <laughs> of entitlement, pride, whatever it may be. Then you face reality. Mm-hmm. You ain't as good as you thought you were. Sure. You get humbled real fast and you get humbled and then you just got this frustration and it bleeds open. And that frustration, it should, you know, in a perfect world, it should lead you to say, like, dang, I just got to get better. I got to yeah. get better. I got to, you know that you would hope that humility would that type of humility would lead you to on the right path. But sometimes it's just more resistant. When I had Casey Prather on the show uh, last year and I, I never realized about him because he, man, he struggled for three years, man. He struggled, 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 struggled just, you know, and then it seemed like he got into that phase where he wanted to be a three-point shooter so bad. He wanted to be a three-point shooter and he wanted to force his way into Coach Donovan's system. Yeah. And then, you know, from my point of view, I thought he was just struggling with confidence. Like, I thought uh-huh. he was just like, you know, oh, don't mess up, don't mess up, don't mess up. And then, you know, you mess up and then coach pulls coach you. He said, he was like, no, I had overconfidence. Yeah, I was trying to t- show Coach Donovan, no, you're wrong. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> no. <laughs> I can do things my way Dubber. and I'm going to show you. <laughs> Dubber. Dubber. So, I mean, I, I was reading, I was reading, uh, you know, I get into the word a little bit every now and then and it was crazy that the, Proverbs 12 verse 1. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but whoever hates correction is stupid. And let me tell you, bro, I was stupid for a long time.
1: <laughs> hey man, oh, you know, hey, no. you look as you look back, it's funny as you like, you know, now we're older, you're more mature, more wise. You know, you look back and it's like, man, like you know, you certain situations, or you know, you had we all make mistakes or whatever. But you look back and you're like, damn, what I, what was I thinking about? Like, you know, I was, or like you know, you think back, you know, dang, I wish I would have did this back then, or I wish I would have made this decision. Like obviously, you know, it's life, but you know, you keep going on, but you know, that's the that's that's just part of the journey, man. That's part of life and
0: part of the journey, yeah. Forward, yeah. You know? Yeah, they they say, you know, even after like a bad game or something that you know you're still supposed to look at the tape. If there was like a tape, a video recording of me just being how dumb I was, I would not watch it. I ain't- <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: we all got one of those. We all got a tape.
0: <laughs> well, let's let's get back to ball. So, um, coming out of high school, when when did when did the uh, you know how how was your
1: recruiting process? You know, you, uh, you obviously were on the radar and stuff. I was a top 100 player in high school. Um, you know, I, I was getting. Re- recruited heavily by Georgia, South Carolina, um, Miami, um, Florida State. Those are the main schools that were recruiting me. Florida was recruiting me. But an interesting uh, you know, I got to I'm gonna tell you how I got to Florida. So Florida was recruiting me. And you remember when Coach D had the elite camps. Yeah. Those elite camps. Um so I'm in high school. I, I go to the elite camp. So it's between the point guards that they were looking at were Jason Horton. He's from Texas. He was a top, I think he was a top thirty player at that time, and Jordan Farmer from uh, the yeah. point guard, of- yeah. UCLA. So those were the, it was, and it was me. So those were the three guards that you know Florida was recruiting at the time. So we were all at the camp. Lamarcus Aldridge was there. You know, there's a lot of great players there. So I went into the mindset like Coach Happy Downs like, listen, you know, we like all three of you. You know, we're we're offering all three. Like, you know, basically whoever, you know, bites on the offer first, you know. We'll we'll take. Yeah. So Jordan, so Jordan was in between UCLA and, and Florida and I think another school. Jason Horan was in between Missouri, Texas, and Florida, I think. And um, so I knew I had to go in there and you know, basically I knew I had to go into every rate higher than me. I had to go in there and, and, and do what I had to do. So I was locked in. I was locked in from the from the jump from this camp. So um, so you know, we were competing, going through drills, and you know, I, I was really playing well. And um, I don't know if you know him, you know Brendan and Sir. Mm-mm. He was a, he was a coach for the Knicks. He worked in the management with the Knicks. Now he's an assistant coach with uh Coach Jones over there at Stetson. You know, he had a long career. So he was uh he's good friends with Coach D. And he told him he was like, you know, Coach D asked, like, you know, what player do you like out here? You know, like, who's you know, who would you take? And Brendan and Sir said, you know, I, I like that kid right over there, talking about, you know, talking about me. He was like, Really? Cody was like, Really? He's like, yeah. he like, Yeah, you like, you know, he plays a pick and roll well, makes the right read, can shoot it, you know, just makes the right play, doesn't try to do too much. And um, so all in all, Cody was like, Wow, so you know, he started playing, competing. I'm going, I, I'm locked in. I'm locked in the yeah, whole camp. Yeah, like yeah. hey, you gotta play better <laughs> than Jordan Farmer, you gotta play better than Jason Horton. That's it. So all in all, I played well that camp, and then um and then ended up getting the offer, and you know, coach said, "You know, we're offering you if you want to accept." It. You know, I, I went home. I was like, "All right, I'm going to Florida." <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> in my, uh, sent in my sent in my letter of intent, and it was a done deal after that. What what year were you? I was class of 2004,
0: 04. I mean, what what, what year in high school? High school was that? Oh,
1: this was going into my senior year. Going no, into senior year? going into my junior year. My fault. Going into my
0: junior. Year. Okay, yeah, that's that's similar similar time when I yeah, when I committed as well. Hey, that's yeah. what's up. What, what was your experience with Coach Donovan like in that in that process and how was this re- when he heard you were uh when you sent that letter in and all that stuff? It was
1: great. You know, I mean Coach Donovan and Coach Grant, they came down to uh Fort Lauderdale, visit me at my school and all that. And you know, it was just a uh it was just a, a sigh of relief. I had a sigh of relief, just you know, being able to sign with Coach D. Like it was a dream, you know. I watched I watched. You know, them teams when Teddy DuPay was there, even when Jason Williams was there. You know, I just grew up. You know, my dad had me watch a lot of Florida games. He's like, hey, this is how Coach Donovan Look, He lets his guards. Like, yo, we come. So, I was watching, you know, Florida and Coach Donovan's system for a few years. So, it all just worked out. And, you know, I was excited, you know, that I was being able to stay at home in the state of Florida, being able to play for Coach Donovan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can say it all worked out for the, for the guys. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know, you know, you got a your whole group of guys that um, we all know and love. But what was, what was your experience when you guys first first got there?
1: You know, we clicked right away. Uh, you know, I think, you know, we we got to the room. We got our dorm situated. You know, we dropped off our bags. We, got, we looked we like, hey, y'all trying to go to the gym? <laughs> Let's go to the gym. So we just played. You started, got some shots, started playing one-on-one, two-on-two. But then, um, you know, as the practices started, you know, I, Corey had to guard me. Corey was guarding me pretty much my whole freshman year in practice. I don't know, okay. you know. And this guy was just playing passing lane, just I was just picking off my passes, deflections. So was long. Yeah, you know, and you know, that adjustment, you know, we was talking about the adjustment from high school to college. And I think that was, I think the biggest adjustment was the speed, the speed, you know, obviously the physicality. So I, you know, it took me a little bit to adjust, you know, to that pressure. You know, I had to, you know, I had to handle the pressure. I had to call the plays. I had to make sure everybody was in their spots. So Coach D was on my butt, and there was oh, one, there was there was a couple practices to where you know Joaquin, he forgot every Joaquin forgot every play, couldn't <laughs> couldn't remember a play for his life. So um so we're running so we're running transition. We get everybody's in the right position. But Joe, coach blows the whistle, starts. I'm thinking, oh, right, yeah, get on Joe. Dang, Joe always in the wrong place. Target, get your effing team in the right spot. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, I'm like, everybody, but Joe, like, you know, he's like, is he is, is he here on your team? I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, get him in the right effing spot. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, Joe. You gotta be over here. He's like, he's like, all right, my bad, my bad. So I was getting in trouble with my freshman year because Joe couldn't remember a play. But um, but you know, that was just part of it. You know, that's that's me allowing coach to coach me. And like, that was my role. Like, hey, you're the point guard, you gotta get your guys in the right spot, you know? Yeah, yeah it's Joe's fault, but hey, you're the point guard. It all falls on you, you know. So I had to, you know, understand that and you know. I just had to take it. You know, I got kicked out of practice a couple times. Coach used to call me Apple Turnover. Get out of here. Put him on the treadmill. Get him on the treadmill. I'll come get him when I'll come get him when we're ready. Man. Oh, like, oh man. So yeah, man, it was it was tough my freshman year at the beginning. But you know, I kept working, kept grinding, and you know, I was getting some solid minutes. I think I averaged like maybe 14 minutes a game, 15 minutes a game my freshman year. But you know, I was playing against playing behind Anthony. Um, You know, he, and I learned a lot and I learned a lot from Coach D that year. Obviously, I learned a lot from Anthony and, you know, just my role. I think it helped me, you know, it helped me to be ready for that following year, my sophomore year. I
0: heard I heard uh, Joe Kim. Not, I mean, I didn't know he couldn't remember a play, but I definitely. Oh, heard my he, God.
1: Couldn't remember a play to <laughs> save his life. I heard he, could, he had difficulty making it to class on time, too. A lot of a lot of difficulties for that guy, man. He, he I think he had the most six a.m. workouts out of anybody. I, <laughs> I think at one point, I think at one point, Matt Matt Herring uh, hated Joe at one point because oh, Matt yeah. Herring had to wake up in, in uh <laughs> you know, and put him through the six a.m. stadiums. Joe would be like, ah, I gotta go rest stadiums again. Gotta go rest stadiums again. So, I'm like, what you do? Like, he liked it. <laughs> he loved it. Yeah, he's like, he's like, yo, stop. I'm getting in shape, get in shape, <laughs> you know. He I always think. he always would find something. He was like, Yeah, I gotta wake up. hey ha get my legs strong. Get my legs strong. <laughs> always I always found a positive out of something. I'm like, Yeah, you still waking up at 6 a.m. That's trash. Did you know Joe before? Did you know any um, of the guys you got to, I, uh, before you got to school? I know about him on a, a summer circuit, but what's crazy is my cousin, like he's like my brother, they went to the same high school together. And Poly Prep in New York. So, they were familiar with each other. And, you know, Joe ended up signing. And he was like, hey, I went to high school with your cousin. And, huh. you know, just that that relationship has always been there. You know, my cousin, he was Joe King's, you know, manager for, I think, like uh, I think three or four years in the NBA. So, you know, that relationship has always been there. So, we've mm-hmm. always been kind of connected in a way. Okay. You know?
0: That's what's up. So, after that that first who, – who were all the older guys you had uh, coming into that year, you know, because then you 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 know you're in you you the starting spot the next year. Yeah, yeah. so was that
1: was. year, my freshman year, we had David Lee, Anthony Roberson, and Matt Walsh, Adrian Moss. Um, I think Muhammad Abukar was there for a little bit, but then he transferred. Um, you know, we had a good team. You know, we yeah. had the, you know we had a good team, and then you know Matt had a chance to go to the NBA. You know, he tested the waters. And then, um, role, I think I think Anthony, he was trying to get out. He was trying to leave. He was ready. He was ready to make that jump to the NBA. Yeah. And, you know, David was a senior, so you know those are our three main scores. Those were the three guys that you know basically the offense was ran around our freshman year, and you know our role was bas- basically get on the floor, bring energy, play defense. You know, play your role. You know, and you know we did that, and we did that, and we got experience. You know, throughout that whole season because we all played except Joe King. We all played. You know. Pretty significant minutes. And then, you know, Joe was, Joe thought about transferring. You know, Joe thought, you know, he went to Coach D, asked, like, you know, what, how do I get on the court? Like, should I transfer? Like, do you see me? He's like, you know, just keep working. You -hmm. know, there, no. Coach D knew David was about to leave. You know, he knew how the dominoes were falling. So, you know, he prepared to transition and, and, you know, make that jump from our our freshman year to sophomore year. That's what I I really loved about, um,
0: I had Colin Castleton on last year. He's he's uh, yeah. the center for the Gators now. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was at Michigan his first two years. And he mm-hmm. wasn't – He didn't, I think he he averaged like one point and three points in this, his first two years there. But his mindset during that whole time, because he had Juwan Howard came in, I think his yeah. second year. He was just like, I'm going to get better. I'm going to learn. I'm going to yeah. stay, stick, grind. Like, you got to persevere even when the circumstances aren't what you want. And, like mm-hmm. like, I was just – I was so pumped up to hear like somebody kid a kid like him um, or anybody in general just have that mindset because life is going to throw you in situations. That's life, hey, that's life. Let me tell you—you you already know, man. Like, like you want you can't be sensitive and pally, especially when you go become a professional. They don't care. Hey. They are you going to are you going to show up and do your job? We don't we don't care about any of this. Other, and stay ready. That's what they always say. Stay. You got to stay ready because you don't know, like the, the guy in front of you might get injured. Like, do you remember the plays? Can the can coach trust you to be in the spot
1: and you get your yeah. shot? If you want to be elite, there's going to be all types of adversity, adversity that, that that comes up along the way, you know, and you got to be able to. Like obviously, like, you know, you're gonna feel bad or whatever, like, you know, adversity, like, you gonna feel bad, feel sorry, whatever, like, but you gotta shake that off immediately, yeah. you know, immediately. you gotta be, it's all here. Like, I tell everybody, you know, basketball for me, like, the older I've gotten, basketball is, I'd say, 70, 75% mental, 25% physical, like, yeah. you know, because, you know, if your mental is right, like, if you're mentally strong, if you're confident, you strong minded, you can get through anything. And the rest of the stuff, like, you know, your talent level and your work ethic, it'll take over, you know, the rest of the way, you know. But I think if you have a good mindset going into anything, and a positive mindset and a strong mind, you'll be able to, you know, get through anything, you know. Yeah, Any type of adversity, I feel you'll be able to get through. It's going to be tough, but I think if you're strong-minded, you know, you'll be able to get through anything. Yeah, yeah.
0: it's, you know, those, those obstacles that come in the way, whether you're dealt with – you know, a shorthand in life as far as, you know, maybe you don't have as many opportunities. Mm-hmm. Real life adversity, some stuff mm-hmm. that you could not control. But guess yeah. what
1: you can control? What, well, well, what you going to do with it? Coach Grant, the famous, the family, yo, he used to be in my ear all the time. He said, hey, he said, t he said, hey, control what you can control. <laughs> yeah. Control what you can control. Like, hey, if you got to be on class on time, Control what you can control. Be on class on time. If you yep. know, that's it. Control what you can control. That's the that's the motto that 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 stuck with me from Coach Grant. You know, throughout my years at Florida, always control I didn't
0: what really you. Have can a chance control. to 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 uh, really connect with Coach Grant. He was at Alabama. He um, left that's when you came there, right? Yeah, I think he left and went to VCU. He went to he VCU. He went on to Alabama. Now he's at. I, mean, I felt so bad for him. Um, the year, this the season got canceled because Dayton they, they had a chance, boy. Squad. They had a spot. That boy, that boy,
1: Obi Toppin, between the legs in the game, doing all type of crazy. They had a they had a really good team. They guard play was good. Like Coach Grant had a really good team. Coach Grant had a really good team. Who who were all the assistant coaches you guys had? We had Coach Grant. He was the top assistant. Um, we had Coach Shiat, Larry Shiat. Defense. Loud and proud, Coach Shy. <laughs> Um, we had Coach Jones, Coach Donnie Coach Jones. Yep. Um, you know, when Coach Grant left, Lewis Preston came. You know, after that first national championship, Coach Grant went to BCU. So Lewis Preston came in. Um and we had Darren Hurts. Yep. And um uh, he, he's missing over a day now. Yep, yep. He's with Coach Grant at Dayton. So we had Darren Hurst. Like, you know, I think our whole coach, Matt McCall, he was the head manager. He was oh, yeah. the head, like you know, assistant to Coach D while we were there. And now he's head coach at UMass. So you know, everybody along that coaching tree has a job somewhere, you know. Yeah. That's why,
0: that's why I really want to love doing this podcast. It's like it, it seems for the for the most part, not everybody, um, that has come through that umbrella of coach Donovan and just the organization has just gone on to continue to yeah. excel and choose being accepted. Cause coach Donovan yeah. just, is just a man that he strives for excellence and is consistent. Yeah. Um, he practices what he preaches and it's contagious. You know, they yeah. say they say bad character corrupts good company, but I think a strong man that is continually striving for excellence is, is contagious. Like it, it, it makes you uneasy because it's like your mediocrity can't exist when someone is, like, next to you striving for excellence all the time.
1: You, hey, It forces you to be at your best, and that's, and that's what makes him a great coach. That's what makes yeah. him a great coach. That's what makes him a great person. It's his relatability to the players. You know, it's just his whole energy. You know, he's positive. Yeah. Like, he's going to get on you. He's going to hold oh, you accountable. Yeah. He's going to oh, yeah. hold you accountable, but it's with love, though. Like, it's you know, you can feel, he's going to hold you accountable, but you can feel the – it's no hate, like you know. So it's like, all right, like I gotta listen to him, like yo, like you know, it's Coach D, like you know, he knows what he's doing, you know. What was
0: what was one of the toughest that you can never forget? <laughs> what was one of the toughest
1: days that you guys had at practice? So we, uh, so we went out. So we went out one night. You know, we went out. We we went out. had a had a had a night. We had a night. And, um, you know, we had practice, I think it was at 12 that next day or something. It was either at 10 or 12. So, you know, we were – we had a night. So we were hungover. We were hungover. And we had practice. So, you know, wake up, like, like you I need a – we dive in all drink some water, get something quick to eat, and go straight to practice. Hmm. So we – we in there practicing. We practiced so bad. <laughs> it was like – it was just like a sloppy, like, no energy. So, Coach – he was just sitting up there the whole time, didn't say nothing. Like just like, you know, he running practice. So we like, all right, coaches, chill. Like, we're gonna get through this. Like, we good, like, you know. So practice is over. He was practice for two hours. Practice is over. All right, guys, come on in. He was like, whew, it's finally over. He's sitting there chewing his gum. You know how he chewed chew at him. Yeah. He said, uh, he said, you you guys have a good time last night? <laughs> We were like, we were like, we looked at each other. He was like, he was like, yeah, he was like, yeah. He was like, yeah. Was like yeah, y'all do it. come back here at twelve midnight practice again. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So we had to, we had to come back and practice that night, man. And we went hard too. We went hard, and he wasn't saying that. He just, we went hard that first sure. practice. We yeah, we went hard. It was sloppy, but we went hard. We brought he brought us back that night. We practiced for like an hour, hard. Like, I All mean- right. I made that mistake once,
0: uh, uh, boy. I think it was my my birthday. In the uh-huh. next, next day, boy, I was hurt at practice. I couldn't stretch. I <laughs> put <laughs> my head. I don't know how I'm gonna get through this, Coach. I'm at the end of practice. You had a good time, didn't you? Last night,
1: <laughs> I was like, I was like, Coach, man, you just let me go home. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to do it again, I promise. But, you know, that's the, that's the thing he was great at, too. He understood, man. He understands that, you know, your college students, you're going to have those, you know. But at the same time that he was trying to teach us, like, yo, if you're if you going to sit here and go out and do what you do, but y'all better be ready to come in and work and do what you need to do at the level you're supposed to do it. You know, yeah. that's that oh, accountability. I,
0: yeah. I love that's what I love. Too about, you know, especially my last year, my senior year, Mm -hmm. he was like, guys, we don't need to practice for two hours. If y'all come in here, focus, work hard, discipline, we'll be out here in an hour, hour
1: 15. That's it. That's how, that's how, that's how my junior year, that's how practicing was. Like at the beginning, obviously, you know, preseason and, you know, that that, that first part of the schedule of that non conference, like, you know, obviously practice is going to be like two hours. But as we got, SEC play, practices were an hour and a half. We would get in our work, what we're supposed to do, go through the scouting. You know, it was done after that. You know, I think, you know, Coach Coach D did a great job of listening to Coach Herring as well, our strength coach. You know, they had that good balance of, you know, like, all right, you know, I'm sure Coach, I'm sure there was times Coach D wanted to, you know, practice more or something. Yeah. But, you know, he did a great job of listening to our strength coach and, and dude, know, for sure. it paid off because he understood that it was a marathon. You know, yeah, it was yeah. yeah, and Duke, Duke definitely. He, Duke, he, yeah, Duke he, he, he yeah, the two, the two, they had a good, uh, they had a good little connection, man, between Coach Donovan, Matt Herring, and Duke, man. They were great, you know. We, our recovery was great. We were, you know, we had to get into that cold bath every, after every practice. After every practice, who was running from it? Get, they had us getting taped, so like, you know, everything was. You know, they had they had everything unlocked with in terms of our health and, and, and just making sure we were healthy, fresh for the games throughout the whole season.
0: Who who was trying to run from it
1: from that cold? Corey, Corey Brewer. Corey Brewer tried to he'll get in for women. All right, I got in. I got in. I'm gonna just get my. He said, I'm gonna just get my shorts wet. I'm like, bro, they know you not. Good. I'm like, they know you not. You didn't get in.
0: Man, Corey, that man, Corey is so skinny. Still is to this day. Is to this day?
1: Did he just like that's just that's just his body? I know, I know, because I know Matt had him working. Low key, he was, he was strong. No, he's like a wiry strong. You know, yeah. That's just how his body makeup is. He's skinny, but he's athletic. He's strong and he can move. You know. So so I had um I had Lee Humphrey on
0: uh, last year as well and Best shooter in yeah. uh in
1: NCAA and, and Gator history.
0: Yeah. He's gonna- Yeah, I think he mentioned – I don't know if you remember it. I'm guessing it would have to be your sophomore year, I think maybe Mm -hmm. before the season. I think you guys were in a Jeep or something like that, riding. And then I don't know how it came up, but you guys were just like, man, we got got a really good chance and we're going to be really good. Yeah,
1: we were riding. I I remember riding, but I remember we were just sitting there. You know, we played pickup. Like, ever since we got to Gainesville, the pickup team was – You know me, Corey, Al, Joe, and we like yo. We want Lee Hunt. Give us. We want Lee Hunt. That was our five on five team since we got to Florida, and it was like that every time we played pickup. Every time, like yo, this is our team right here, and we would just we connected like we shared the ball. We played so well together throughout playing pickup, and you know winning some games against those older guys. We said we like hey man, like yo, like we got a chance to you know. We got a chance to really do something special because, like you know, I mean, I think the energy—you could feel the energy and the positivity while you were playing, you know, just unselfish, just moving the ball. Like there was no ego, like there was no selfishness from anybody. And like you know, I, I think that we felt that like, hey, we can really do something special. And I think it was after that, uh, what was it? That tournament in New York, the Coaches vs Cancer, Coaches vs yeah. Cancer. After we played Syracuse. We play Wake Forest and then we play Syracuse after that. We were like, yo, we got a chance to do this. So going into that year,
0: mm-hmm. you no, know, uh, you guys played, I mean, did, did did it was it was it at the turn? Did y'all end up did y'all win the regular season 06 as well? Did y'all around? Uh,
1: win a in the regular season that first that our sophomore year. We won a regular season our junior year.
0: Who won, who won that first year, or your, 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 uh, sophomore you remember?
1: I don't know. I want to say – I might want to say Kentucky. I'm not hey. – it was either Kentucky or Tennessee or one of the kids. We had problems with Tennessee too. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. – gosh. They used Some to – uh, Coach, Coach Pearl used to throw them weird defenses. You know, he used to – yeah, we always used to struggle with Tennessee. That was like our – you know, it's not like they was the best team in the world, but they was, that was our kryptonite, you
0: know? They always gonna play, play a, play a strong play. you know? <laughs> we, we went when, um, I think we beat, I beat, we beat Tennessee three times. Mm-hmm. Then we lost three times. Then we beat them three times in my, in my career. Yeah. Going, going up there to Knoxville was just, they're fans, tough. man. God. Hey, that was
1: tough. They, hey, I remember we went to Knoxville and played Tennessee. So, you know, we were ranked like top 10 in the country, I think. You know, so it's a big game for them. They had, you know, we did we did the introductions. They're not over there on their bit. They so they came down from the stands. Like introduction came down from the stands. Like all type of special stuff. I'm like, oh my god, this is their championship game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they came out. I think they, I think they, they ended up beating us. But it was always, it was always tough to play in Knoxville. Always right. tough. It's so annoying like when you're on top like that
0: it's always yeah. an arrow on your back. Everybody yeah. is everybody bringing their A game every single time. Like yeah. we had Auburn Auburn at home my senior year and they were like one they're you know the bottom third in the SEC. Uh-huh. And them boys came out shooting. <laughs> you going to get runs, dunks everything like coach Donovan. Y- y- y'all came to play today? Are you, you you come you, are you, your your whole season on the line right now.
1: Oh, <laughs> you get team's best shot is it's tough to you know because they have nothing to lose. You know they're they're not expected to win, especially like, you know when you're when when you're a top team in the country. You know every team's going to Come after you, you are gonna get their best shot, and that's pure off of adrenaline. You know the, the the toughest part about playing those teams is the first five to ten minutes because you are gonna yeah. get. Sh- Adrenaline, they're gonna have the most energy and they're gonna, you know, they're gonna come out hitting crazy shots. Yep, no pressure, yep. you know. Yep, you gotta wait for that
0: energy to settle down. You gotta match it. You gotta, you yep. just gotta, within those gotta, first five minutes, you just gotta
1: withstand, yeah. withstand yeah. that, that, and keep, keep it, close. Keep it close, just keep it close. And then, you know, it's, it's gonna die down. And then, you know, the turn so, up, T. Green, you, you, you were the man in the tournament, man.
0: It's like, I mean, you were the man all season, but, you know, as far as probably, you know, teams did their scouting, but you just like stepped up like crazy and, you know, just being like, all right, y'all ain't going to key in on me. Like I am,
1: (laughs) y'all don't know what I can do. (laughs) That's that's, that's the the best part about a team, though, Pat. That's the best part about our team. Like, you know, obviously I was a point guard, but. You know, we have such a balanced team, it's like pick your poison. Like, all right, if you're gonna stop Joe and Al in the post, that's gonna be that's gonna leave more opportunities for me, Lee Hump, and Corey on the perimeter wall. Or you know, if you're gonna take away me or try to take away Lee Hump shooting, the post is wide open. So it's like pick your poison, man. You know, I think the good thing about our team is that whatever whatever game plan the team threw at us, whether it was to stop the post or stop the perimeter. We were just ready for our, our opportunity. And, like you know, if they're going to stop the post, all right, Lee, hey, we're going to get all these shots, man. Let's knock them down, you know. So it was just being ready for that opportunity. And, you know, it's just stepping up, man, just, just playing your role. I think that's what made us great. Everybody played a role. But when we had a shot or our name was called, we stepped up. And that's what the best thing about our team is. We were gamers, you know. Yeah. We're gamers. We I love to play. It's,
0: it's still so surreal, that yeah. Lee actually broke a net in a game from just shooting a three. I mean, that thing was – pure. I can't – like,
1: <laughs> I have never seen a game get stopped. <laughs> What's crazy, <laughs> crazy. Pat, with people like everybody talks about, you know, 04, everybody talks about, you know, Corey Aljo, you know, but in that tournament, the key – I think two – like, for both championships, two key uh, <laughs> plays after halftime. Lee Hump, he comes out and hits two threes to set put for halftime. Like after the half, first possessions, Lee come out hit two threes both years in the in the championship game, you know, which created that the momentum, you know, and you know everybody, you know, always like I said, everybody always talks about you know, no four, you know, whatever. But I don't think that we would be the team that you know. I mean, we say that about each other, but Lee really opened the floor for us lee really was a big piece of what we what we did it was layups dunk layups yeah. dunk to be home. that was that was our motto he was up, dunks, and we <laughs> That's it and you know he really opened the floor for us man and 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 he was a confident he was a great shooter man one of the best shooters probably the best shooter I ever I ever played with so
0: you it just crazy though really,
1: he really oh, really space the floor out for us and is a big, 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 big factor to why we can uh, do what we do. Isn't it crazy? It's not crazy but like I remember
0: um, it was at one of Coach Donovan's camps. Lee came up mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, I hope I can make some shots today. Like, bro, what are you talking about, bro? <laughs> hey,
1: but that's the thing with Lee. That's the thing with Lee. Sometimes he, I'm like, Lee, why are you uh, like, you know, he was like, he question his confidence at the beginning, early in his career, you know? He was like, Lee, like, yo, like, you see how you shoot the ball? Like, yo. Like, we had to tell him, like, Lee, we're not going to get mad if you shoot. Like, whenever you touch the ball, if you have a crack, shoot it. I don't yeah. care. Close, eyes closed, eyes open, just shoot it. <laughs> it's like, hey, that's what you do.
0: That's, I that's think the kind of confidence if, you want to bring for sure to your teammates. Yeah. And, you know, he ran with it. Did you – were you – uh I mean – was it surprise? Not probably not surprising to you, um, just briefly on Joe. You know, making that jump from his freshman to sophomore year because I know he was he was skinny, couldn't get on time, can't remember plays, all all these things, and you know wasn't really a known guy coming in coming in out of a out of high school. You know, mm-hmm. was it was it just like you knew it was going to happen because he put the work in, or it was just like you you didn't know when he would make that jump, or just
1: like man. You can never never tell, obviously, like, you know, obviously we knew that Joe's work ethic was there. Like, you know, that was never a question. No, it was just whether or not he would be able to pick up plays, pick up, you know, the pace of the college basketball, you know, and he did that. He worked, continued to grind, you know. He went home that summer to New York, worked on his game, came back for summer B, we worked, and he made that jump. He made that jump. And then, you know, like I said earlier in the podcast, 75% confidence, 25%, you know, is, 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 uh, is physical. And, you know, he got that confidence. He got that mental strength and he just ran with it. He ran with it and had, you know, one of the best college runs a player has ever had for two years. Ever had. Yeah. Did, did you, were you surprised? Like, how, how did it come
0: about you guys? Coming, knowing you wanted to come back for that second year, because I mean, uh,
1: well, for you know, the third, for the second championship for that after your, your junior year. Yeah, well, you know, Corey Allen, Joe, you know, they were going to be lottery picks. Joe was going to be the first first pick in the draft. Probably if he would have left after that sophomore year, Al would have been a top five. Corey would have probably been the top ten lottery pick. And um, you know, the main factor I think was you know there was two factors. I think one factor was Corey's decision to decide to return. Because, you know, Corey had to, you know, look out for his family. You know, he had, uh, you know, his family's over there in Tennessee, and, and he had to do and consider what was best for his family at that time. And right. when he did come back, I think that made that decision easier for Al and Joe because we all loved playing together. And, you know, if they said, I think they saw that, you know, if Corey's coming back, you know, making that sacrifice, then, you know, why not? And we saw that we had a chance to, you know, win it again. So that just made the decision easier, you know, for those guys. And uh, and I think the second one is, you know, they didn't, you know, we came in together and they didn't wanna you know, we said, hey, we came in together, we said we're gonna we gonna go out together. So we're gonna come back yeah. and get it done and let's do it. We're gonna come yeah. back. We gotta do it. We said we're gonna come back, we gotta we gotta we gotta repeat, you know? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Did, did did the weight of expectation? Did, did that even get in the way
1: at all of the focus? At of course, during the season, I think it did. I think it really affected Joe Keene at, at one point, you know, because he was, uh, you know, he would score. He'd have a game, you know, a college game. You know, we were such yeah. a balance. People would expect him to score 20, 15 or whatever. He would have seven points, nine rebounds or whatever, play his role for us, play a great game. Yeah. And win. People And win. People over there, oh, this guy is – and I think that really affected – him throughout the season at, at one point, but, um, you know, we had a good support system. Like, you know, you got to get, coach, coach. you got to give everybody, you know, around credit because we were there for him and, and he stayed mentally strong and he got through it, you know, himself as well. So I think at one point during the season, it, it all kind of affected us. Yeah. 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 I, for, for us, you know, coming
0: out of that, of that junior year, going to my senior year, it was more so at first we kind of didn't uh, want it. We wanted to relax on the work ethic part of like laying that foundation again each and every day and kind of just expected, you know, there were expectations for us to be a top team and mm-hmm. we just like, you know, we just gonna fall into it, you know? And Coach Donovan's like, nah, like y'all still got to work your butts off. I don't, I don't care about what anybody else is saying. You still got to put the work in here I don't care that your defense was one that's like you. you This is the new year, a new experience. Yeah, and yeah. After we got humbled in, like we got humbled in a preseason game against Georgia Tech, and he mm-hmm. set us straight. Like we just, I mean, and the rest was history. Well, but you need after, huh? <laughs> huh? Need a reality check sometimes. Oh yeah. You yep. know. But see I got, a, I got a few more questions for you. you. Want to respect your time? You know, the people, the people got to know this one, and I, I need to know. Uh, the 04s is versus the the you know my class. Not not who would win, uh-huh. but how do you think the game would go? Who's your class? You, Casey, Scotty, me, Casey, Scotty, Will. Well, just, I'll, I'll go with this our our, our uh, lineup for the senior my my last year. Scotty, Mike, Fraser. Uh, will Will you get Casey Prather and me, and then also Dodo off the bench. Uh, who am I missing? Who am I missing? Who was that
1: guard Rutgers y'all had?
0: Uh, oh, Mike. That he was my junior. Year. He he wasn't there. My senior. Year.
1: Not Mike. Not Mike Rosario. It was another guard. Eli Carter was Eli he Carter.
0: Yep. He did not play. He uh, that yeah. was his rest year. Okay.
1: Nah. Uh, yeah. I remember. Y'all made it. Y'all made the final four. Y'all made it to the final. I said. I said. Look, if anybody has a chance to do it again, it's gonna be this team. It's gonna be this team. <laughs> But unfortunately, it didn't happen, you know, but, you know, talent wise, y'all had a complete team. I mean, looking at y'all's team, they were kind of reminded me of, uh, of uh, you guys reminded me of us, you know, in a, in a way to where you guys got along. That I, I'm sure y'all's bond was great. Yep, Chemistry was great. You guys had, you know, you at the five, Will at the four. Kind of similar, you know what I'm saying? You know, yep. I, I, you as Horf, Will as a Joaquin Noah type you know Casey Prather, Corey Scotty yeah. you know you had Mike
0: Rosario Scotty I, I like you and then uh you know Mike Frazier, like a Lee yeah Ali Lee Humphrey type yeah absolutely man yeah. If, if will if will didn't get hurt coming out of that junior year cuz he had he, you know he had microfracture fracture. oh he knee. did i yeah, mean he was he was this close to uh, actually redshirting going into that senior year he was that close to rest he he was think because he he couldn't he, he he couldn't get his athleticism back um really but, you know, we just we just loved up on him and just encouraged him and and uh coach Co- Co- now I just remember the first time he dunked again after uh-huh. that because he still didn't look explosive like he's doing well now but yeah. you know microfracture that's one of the toughest things to come back from but um you know we still it was a great year man it was it was awesome
1: no, you guys had a talented team. I remember that, man. I was rooting for y'all. I was like, man, we, we about to get another trip. <laughs> but, no, y'all had a talented team, man. You guys were really good as well, man. You guys were really good as well. But that's how it falls sometimes, man. That's just how it goes. You know? But y'all got there. We got there. Yeah, it was a blessing. Yeah, I just, I just, I just know. You know, anything
0: that happen <laughs> after that. Yeah, we just wish, you know, we could have got the opportunity to play for it all. If Kentucky yeah. would have won, well, I would have had, I would have killed somebody. Well, I'm telling you that. <laughs> After we beat them three anybody, times, anybody win Kentucky. Anybody anybody but Kentucky. That's why I was like, okay, I mean, UConn just got hot out of, out of nowhere. You know, they, yeah. you, when you got a team with those two, two or three guards that can just really, Buy really that. disrupt the game, man, and just, Gosh, man, Shabazz Napier and Ryan Boatwright, they just—and then DeAndre Daniels that's coming in,
1: that's in that's like
0: five or six threes, shoot, shooting twenty percent from the three-point line on the year. But he want to make six threes in this game. Come on, that's
1: the, that's how it is? <laughs> hey, you got that one guy in on the scouting report that said that. You know, he's not a good shooter. We gonna, you know, try to sag off him. They, a, hey, they end up. That's the one that be killing you throughout the that's game. <laughs> T. Green, you've. Uh, I want to thank you for your
0: time. I mean, my man's. 14 years pro. It's crazy, man. Just thinking about how the time flies. I think you've played. It's got you here on Wikipedia. You could be wrong. I think this is about 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 13 different teams.
1: Yeah. 13
0: different. And yep. 14 seasons. Did yep. um, that Poland last?
1: Yeah, Poland. I won, I ended up – I was in Poland this past season. We ended up winning the championship, the Polish League championship. It's oh, cold out there. Man, <laughs> <Hey>, listen, listen. <laughs> cold. I say, listen, I I ain't going – I don't think I'm going to go play in Poland again. <laughs> it's what's, too cold.
0: What's next for you, brother? Uh, right now,
1: you know, I have a – you know, I'm a president and I head up the player development. You know, for me my cousin have an agency, Green Sports Management um you know I'm doing player development the past few years for us um so I'm doing a lot of training right now and um you know I'm trying to just you know prepare myself for when I do finish trying to get over to that coaching you know I want to coach I want to you know help develop players just give back everything I've learned along the way throughout my career college high school professional and and give back to this young generation and just try to develop these guys and try to make them you know just share the knowledge that I've learned along the way absolutely I love that, brother. I mean, we're we're,
0: we're called to be conduits, kind of, not just to hold on to everything, you know. Gotta, gotta can, share the
1: gotta share the gotta
0: knowledge share, of generation. <laughs> share share the wealth. Teach, you know, let's have 20, let's have a hundred more other tea greens out there yeah. that, opportunities that you know under your window. As Billy Donovan has so many people under his window that he's affected in touch. Why why can't you do the same thing? Uh yeah. but just want to thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for uh the opportunity to, to finally get you on the show. We might have to do a part two because I know there's a bunch of stories we yeah, didn't get
1: into. a lot more than we didn't get to cover, man. I know so, yeah. I might,
0: we might have to just dedicate it to straight stories on that on that one. Uh <laughs> but man, I just want to thank you so much, everyone. This was episode two of season two with Torian Green, uh, the man, the myth, the hero, the legend. Uh, so grateful for his time. Everyone, remember to subscribe. And next week, we'll get another great show to you. All right, everyone. Bye-bye. Appreciate you, Pat. Appreciate you. Have a good one, brother.